It's Wednesday, July 14th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Just me today. Wanted to share a couple of thoughts from my recent time in South Carolina, and they are investing thoughts because I cannot seem to shut that part of my brain off, even when I'm on vacation. After three decades of investing, I just think my brain is now permanently wired to look at the world this way, through the lens of investing, to be curious about businesses and how they work and what the people running them are like and what it's like for the people that work there. There was one thing that did happen that was kind of off, which was I was driving somewhere in the Charleston area and on the side of the road was a Chick-fil-A. And on the sign was a promotion of some sort. You know how fast food chains will have that sign and they'll change up the lettering every couple of weeks promoting some new food item or the fact that they're hiring or whatever. So I'm driving along and the sign at Chick-fil-A said something like, come in for our CFA value meal. And I swear to you that for a split second, my first thought was, they're doing a promotion for certified financial analysts? That's a pretty niche group they're going after. Apparently, that's how my brain works these days. I'm unable to make the leap that CFA was actually short for Chick-fil-A. I went straight to certified financial analysts. How come they get a better deal on their spicy chicken sandwich? Also, how do you even prove you're a certified financial analyst? Do you have to show a card? Because if you don't, I'll just walk in there and straight up lie if it means I'm going to get a better price on my delicious value meal. Anyway, two other things happened. One is that um, one afternoon we went stand-up paddle boarding. And if you've never been before and you get the chance, I recommend it. It's a fun activity. And fortunately for me, you don't have to be all that athletic to do it. You get a nice big heavy board, which is kind of like a surfboard. And you start out on your knees just to get the hang of balancing on the board. And eventually you can stand up and you're paddling and you're on your way. Now, it's easier to do on a lake, because a lake is nice and smooth. But in this case, we were on a river, and where there's a river, there's a river current. And you definitely want to start out going against the current, because at some point, you're going to get tired, and that's when you will want to turn around and have the current working in your favor. And I got to say, the current was tough at the start. It was consistent throughout, but it, it took a little getting used to, um, which is to say that at the beginning, I really was not making a lot of progress up the river. I'm paddling as hard as I can, as fast as I can. And then I would stop to rest for a few seconds and I would look over to the bank of the river and I would realize that the current was carrying me backwards. And the wind picked up here and there and that wasn't helping. Um, at one point, I decided, I'm just going to put my head down. I'm going to paddle 20 strokes, and then I'm going to look up and see what kind of progress I've made. And I did that. And after 20 strokes, I looked over at the bank of the river, and I had not moved. I had not moved. All of that effort resulted in zero progress. Eventually, the wind died down, and I figured out the current's a little easier to deal with if you're on the edge of the river as opposed to closer to the middle. So we, we start to make a, a, a decent way up the river. And fortunately, there were these houses along the river that had docks in the water. So we were able to stop a couple of times, just sit on a dock, rest a little bit, 
hydrate before going back out there. And after about an hour, again, made it a decent way up the river, you know, figured, all right, it's time to head back and heading back. I mean, that was just glorious. Having the current of the river working with you and not against you was amazing. And I think this is like investing in a couple of ways because first, there are always going to be times when you feel like you are going against the current. And let's face it, that just sucks. I mean, it is not a good feeling. It's bad when the market tanks across the board and people are panicking and that's when your annoying friend who doesn't even invest in the stock market pops up out of nowhere to be like, that's why I don't invest. And it's like, oh, just shut it. But it's, it's also bad. And in some ways, I feel like it's even worse when you're going against the current, but others are doing just fine. You know, like when it's your stock that's the only one in the red or earlier this year when a whole bunch of growth stocks fell back from their highs. You know, the, the boring Dow stocks were fine, but those NASDAQ stocks were taking a hit. And yeah, I, I, I think that might be worse than when everything is down across the board. You know, it, you know, w those are the situations to go back to the stand up paddle boarding. You know, that's like when you're on the river and you're paddling against the current and then someone just drives by in a motorboat and they're waving to you with a big smile. You know, they're laughing on the party boat and you're just paddling your arms off just to stay in one place. But the other way that it's like investing is the way that you can be rewarded. Because again, that first hour, working our way up the river was work and sweat. But when it was time to head back down the river, that was the reward. It's the same thing, the way your investments can grow over time. When you start out with just a small amount of money, it's great to see your investments grow, but it can be difficult to get excited about what that growth means in real dollars. You know, you're just starting out with a few hundred bucks and your portfolio grows 10%. And again, nice to see the growth, but in real dollars, what is that, $30 maybe? Tough to get excited about. That's why we put in the time. That's why we add to our investments over time because eventually your portfolio is a few hundred thousand dollars. And that's when 10% growth means 25 to $30,000 in a single year. The rewards are there. You just got to put in the work and you got to put in the time. After the stand-up paddle boarding, we got cleaned up. It was time for dinner. We went to Rodney Scott's Barbecue in Charleston. Now, I'm not going to share Rodney Scott's story. It's a great story. You can easily find it on Netflix. Uh, there's a show on Netflix called Chef's Table, and they have a special edition of it that they did called Chef's Table Barbecue. And it features four different barbecue pit masters and one of them is Rodney Scott and um, after the trip to South Carolina I watched a couple of episodes and it's great storytelling I you know it's the sort of thing where the episodes are 35 40 minutes highly recommended if you're interested one of the people interviewed in the series is a guy named Daniel Vaughn he is the barbecue editor at Texas Monthly Magazine in case you are wondering how serious is the state of Texas about their barbecue, the monthly magazine has an edit editor dedicated specifically for barbecue. Anyway, at one point, Daniel Vaughn 
he said something about this style of cooking that I just keep thinking about. He says, barbecue isn't about concocting some rub that's your secret ingredient. The pit masters are willing to tell you everything they do. And then they'll sit back and say, well, good luck. And to be clear, Daniel Vaughn is not suggesting that the pit masters are arrogant, just that they know what it takes. They know how many hours it requires. It is a slow process. But if you put in the work and you put in the hours, you are rewarded with greatness. And isn't that kind of what investing in the stock market is like? I mean, at least how we talk about it on this show, there's no secret ingredient. We talk about what we do, how we invest. And we're also saying you can do this too. And you can, and you should. And unlike great barbecue, investing does not require getting up while it's still dark outside and literally stoking fires and standing over hot coals for hours on end. Instead, the hours that you put in, you put them in slowly over years and decades, and you have the patience to hold great companies when others are telling you to sell. Like barbecue, investing is a slow process, but if you put in the work and you put in the hours, you are rewarded with greatness. And yes, in case you were wondering, in case there was any doubt, my meal at Rodney Scott's barbecue was amazing. And eventually, when I return to the low country, I will return to Rodney Scott's. One last thing. I said this the other day. I'm on Cape Cod this week, so this is the final episode of Market Foolery for the week. I will be back on Monday. But in the meantime, and you know how much I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this show. I've said that before. I appreciate it more than you realize, and I never take it for granted, ever. Tomorrow since there won't be a new episode of this podcast. Do me a favor, take that time and check out the shows of the guests I talked with recently. The Tech Money Podcast with Malcolm Methridge, Check Your Balances with Ross Anderson and Dan Maseka. I'll put links to both those shows in the description of this show. I would not be telling you about these shows if I didn't think they were worth your time. They are. And let's face it, tomorrow you're gonna have the time. I hope your summer's going well and that you are getting some time away to relax. Stay safe. I will be back on Monday. No stocks to talk about, so I'm going to skip the usual disclaimer. The show is mixed by the immortal Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. I'll see you on Monday.